0: I'm getting sick of everyone I'm with I'm getting sick of keeping positive
1: Good morning. Welcome to Crime Talk BK. We're your hosts, Joanna Purpich and Megan Duffy. Good morning. Good morning. It's been two weeks since uh, you guys have gotten a new episode because both our lives went in weird health-related directions. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Megan, you hurt your wrist. I took a, I took, I went out for errands
2: and a, a light lunch and I, was feeling myself in the 60 degree weather and I tripped uh and (laughs) fell and put my hand out to save my face and I tore up my wrist
1: it happens to all of us it
2: happens it's just uh I was talking to a friend of mine the other night and she's like it's total COVID amateur hour none of us have left the house in ages so our legs aren't working right our sense of balance isn't right (laughs) when I'm, I'm not paying attention like I usually would. Yeah. You know?
1: It's like, what is this stair? Hmm?
2: What is this curb? What does this yeah. mean?
1: I haven't seen this in a while. Yeah. Um. Yeah, well, it worked out well because uh, I went to the doctor this weekend for a consistent headache. And turns out I had had a migraine for several weeks. And this oh, is the first officially diagnosed migraine and then they gave me some prescription meds and it like went away in like a couple hours and i'm like (laughs) cool and i'm glad (laughs) i waited three weeks to (laughs) go to the doctor Gluttons for punishment we are like it'll be fine it's fine i'm fine it's fine It's like i can't feel it when i'm asleep so i'm clearly okay (laughs) right yeah yeah um But anyway, uh, I don't know. Yeah, my life is boring. Um, My cat's doing well. He's doing super well now that um, I'm not in fear of being horribly allergic to him. Right. I have to get that
2: care package off to you. I completely forgot about it. And I have your address now.
1: Yeah. He does not like wet food, which freaked us out for a while. But he eats a lot of his dry food. Um, he also has started doing this trick because he's not allowed into the bedroom where he slides his toys under the door and then yells at us. He's definitely (laughs) doing it on purpose because Uh I uh work in the bedroom now, Bedroom now, left left, exposure, exposure, exposure. Um, Megan, I'm getting some feedback. Are you, yeah.
2: Better? yes I
1: think so maybe it was just too close to the tower okay I'll lean forward oh he's meowing now that's okay anyway yeah so I've been working in the bedroom just to give my allergies a little bit of a rest during the day mm-hmm. and like I'll walk in here he just did it he will shoot his little toy under the door and then make sad noises until I open the door and get it back to him.
2: See, people don't understand. Cats are a lot smarter than people give them credit for.
1: I mean, they're kind of dumb, too. They're they're smarter in some ways. Yeah. <laughs> Our cat fell off the table today because he tried to flip onto his belly and he just, like, nosedived. So he's yeah, not well, going to win the Genius Award. No, but, you know, he can manipulate you into opening the door.
2: Megan, oh. do you want to see him? I do. I want to see the Poe. All right. Get to see all mine all the time. Hey,
1: bud. You need a good night. No, I'm gonna show him to Megan. Right. Come here, Poe. Come here. <gasps> oh. Bud. I know. I know. I've been messing with you so much today. He's so yeah. cute. Hi, Po. You're actually the first person to see him. He's beautiful. He looks like my Maude. Hi, buddy. Yeah. He's so
2: sweet. Good. Hi, baby. He looks just like Maude. Oh, my God. Maybe they're twins. You hear that, bud? You mean they're from the same family? I don't know. never shows up over here when we're doing this, though.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, this is what you get. You interrupt my recording time. So cute. Oh. He's a big boy. Yeah. This is his mouse that he throws under the door.
2: Yeah. Oh. Do you have laser toys
1: yet? Huh?
2: Do you have a laser? toy? Like a laser toy?
1: No, we don't.
2: Okay, we're gonna you're gonna have to get one of those. Because it's the easiest way to play with your cat without having to move very much.
1: (laughs) I've been like scarred from using (laughs) laser toys because my um, Girl Scout troop leader banned them because we would use them to like point at things in nature and then a girl in my group kept pointing it in his eye. Mm. And so he would toss them into the trees. Oh, but these are cat
2: toys, though. But, like, as a person who has allergies, though, like, you can play with Poe and not have to, like, hold him or touch him too much.
1: You're like, Joanna, you're an adult. Stop letting.
2: I have a laser toy.
1: control. You.
2: It's so funny.
1: Anyway, so that's my baby. That's Poe for He's anybody. So cute. Who, I guess we'll probably cut this out, but. Uh, he's like soft gray. He's a Russian blue. He's kind of bad, fat. Kind of fat. Looks
2: just like Mod. Even though yeah. Maude is, she might have some Russian blue in her, but she's not. They're just. They're all from the same mother, and they're. Yeah, I, they all they look completely different. So.
1: Oh, your kitties are all siblings. Yeah.
2: They're all cool. the same age. Yeah. We have a tabby and a tuxie, and a and a one looks like Russian. Ma looks like the Russian blue. So they're. So it's like. Not really sure what they are. Yeah. They're they're just like little fucking Jersey street cats.
1: Oh mm-hmm. um, I have to say that getting a cat has made me a much more boring person because before Ash, can you play with Poe? hee. Hee hee hee. It's really funny. (laughs) He loves me so much.
2: He does.
1: But, yeah, he lets me, like, pick him up and rub his belly. And sometimes I pull on his tail. Like, you know, just like a little tug, not like a hurt. I do that, too. So. Anyway, um... Yeah, (laughs) I've become a lot more boring of a person because now when I like do small talk with people, it's just about my cat, whereas before I actually tried. Well, it's new. (laughs) He's new.
2: You'll find your people. Don't worry about it.
1: Yeah,
2: I know. People always ask me about my cats because they know how much they mean to me. And then they asked me, have you gotten any more? And I was like, well, not, not in this size apartment, no. I'm not that crazy. <laughs> I had more space, I'd have more cats. Because I There's, love them.
1: I wonder we I we also- were really worried about it not working out with folks. We thought that my headaches were caused by him. And I was like, I wonder if Megan <laughs> has any extra space. <laughs> no. Well. But we were well- able To work through and figure it out. And he's 100% ours. I would have tried it. Because, you know. Because then then you could have seen him. Every week. Anyway. Um, um, Yeah, we would be doing all of our recording sessions. At your apartment. So I could hang out. (laughs) (laughs) That's fine. Anyway. um, Yeah, so what you got this week? Uh, I got the Chauvin update.
2: And uh, I want to talk about. the increase in Asian-American bias attacks in New York City. hmm I have some um, stuff on that, too. And then... Um, I have an update on that guy that was running that homeless shelter. Remember him? Mm-hmm. And um, the update on the legalization of marijuana in New York. Oh, and um, the dismissal of a shitload of prostitution and related cases. Hey, legalization of weed is decriminalization of weed. It, is, it falls into our purview. Uh,
1: we are maybe a little too on the same, same wavelength. This week. <laughs> this week? It's been a couple weeks. Uh, yeah, so I also because I don't know low energy. I wanted happy news. So I also looked into the pot. I looked into creeping one inch closer to legalizing sex work. And then on like less happy, but more like burn the world down news, um, definitely covered the Asian hate crimes. And then I found a pretty comprehensive list of local uh, orgs Uh, where people can, like, volunteer or donate. Um, They're uh, geared towards helping, um, like, the Asian communities in New York. So, I have, like, a bit of info on those.
2: Let's start with that, then. Let's do that. Okay, cool. Because, um, I'm not, I mean, I, I wanted to comment on Boulder, but I'm I'm still reading about it, and I wanted to make sure that we got all the facts right. Um, that would be Atlanta. Yeah, well, the Asian um, massage parlor shootings were in Atlanta, but Boulder, the mass shooting at the grocery store in Boulder, happened a couple days ago, and
1: that was unrelated to. Yeah, it's completely
2: unrelated. But I, I just wanted to say that we will be talking about it at a future date. I don't. I just didn't want to cover it today
1: okay got it got it yeah
2: yeah um i do want to say though that um there is a definitive difference between how the white guy in atlanta was treated by the police versus the muslim guy in boulder which makes me infuriating it's infuriating um and then i will drop it
1: i will drop that um so do you want to talk about what happened in Atlanta, and then I can go into some of the New York things, or um, or I yeah. can do the Atlanta so, stuff. It was
2: a week ago, Tuesday, that I forgot his name. I don't, I don't really care to mention his name because he's a piece of shit. A twenty-something-year-old who bought a gun the day before, the day before, same week anyway, went on a shooting spree at several. Africa. Or the shooting hours before? Yeah, yeah. Went on a shooting spree in Atlanta at uh, uh, Asian-owned um, uh, massage parlors and spas, killing eight people.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, he claims to have they were his, his target because he has a sex addiction. And when I mentioned that the two shooters were treated differently. It's because the sheriff down Atlanta said that the white guy who perpetrated the crime was having a bad day. He was having I a day. I've been
1: seeing a lot of people like tweeting and commenting on that and they're like, I had a bad day. I yelled at my partner and burned dinner.
2: I had a bad day. I crawled up on the couch with a glass of wine and pet my fucking cats.
1: Yeah. You know, like come on um you know like everybody has bad days and almost nobody becomes a mass shooter yeah well the sheriff has since been removed from the investigation as far as I understand
2: um he also uh the sheriff in in Atlanta that made that comment also uh had pictures of um china virus t-shirts on his personal facebook page Ooh. <laughs>
1: yeah yeah that's exciting yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's yeah rad. so basically everyone's claiming it's like not a hate crime um so an employee who survived one of the attacks told a reporter uh, that he straight up said, I'm going to kill all Asians. Well, look. Yeah, it's a hate crime, whether it's
2: Asian or women or whatever. Um, or both. Or both.
1: It's a hate crime. Yeah, what does he say? What's his motivation? He has a sex addiction.
2: Yeah. Go to fucking treatment, motherfucker. Twenty eight days for you, sir. Uh, I is God, such a goddamn snowflake piece of shit. Like I can't, I can't with these people. I can't. Yeah, just such a shitty week. We're having, you know, we're. Shitty, like, we hit the year mark on this fucking pandemic, and then within one week, we have two mass shootings. Megan, we're back to normal. <sighs> I know. I don't have any words for that. Oh. I'm just so fucking pissed off at everybody. Generally. Those of you who know me know that it's not you. It's
1: me. Well, it's not really you either. It's like our messed up world. Like, there's been so much... Racism... Racism has definitely always been here... I unfortunately think that it's becoming more socially acceptable to be really loud about it.
2: Oh, yeah, that started when Trump ran for office. It started in 2015. But now QAnon is also, you know, rallying people against um, uh, Asians and Jews. Yeah. So that's great. I mean, those people think that there's, you know, the the democrats are holding um satanic sex cult rituals in basement of, of pizza parlors so yeah um,
1: and yeah. i mean like it's easy to laugh though when you hear some of these conspiracy theories like oh lizard people whatever but um honestly like the more outrageous conspiracy theories provide like this like cover of like deniability for the things that people believe that cause very real harm I know um yeah
2: so speaking of conspiracy theories did you see that guy that there was um a national guard troop that was driving a shipment of COVID vaccines to a small Texas town and this guy tried to run them off the road at gunpoint
1: I saw that he that there is the phrases like a hijacking mm-hmm. uh but I didn't really go into further detail than that um my like bullshit meter was like already too high that day and I'm like I can't deal with any of these like
2: yeah it, it seems that he thought that they had he they were shipping underage children I think he was a Q believer
1: <sighs> okay yeah. cool Uh, it's going to be really wild when in like 30 years young people are asking us what it was like to be alive these days and we're just like I really want
2: to yeah I really want to go back to a time when not every day was historic like I really would just like to have a day just a regular day a couple of them in succession would be great yeah
1: um Anyway, okay, I'm done bitching about that. But going back to um, this, like, anti-Asian racism, Mm -hmm. uh, New York has been having quite a problem (laughs) with it as well. And I know that people up here tend to, I think, maybe think a little bit better of themselves than parts of the South. Uh, No, it's a problem here, too. It's a problem here,
2: too. Um, we have MAGAs and Proud Boys and bigots all over the city, too, unfortunately.
1: Uh, so there are actually two uh, anti-Asian hate crimes uh, this past couple of days. And even before that, there have been a bunch that I didn't okay. really look into. closely. Okay.
2: I've got a few from this past weekend and earlier.
1: Okay, cool. So um, do you want to do some of the earlier ones? Sure. So we had at least three incidents
2: on Sunday involving physical assaults against Asian Americans. And those are being investigated as possible hate crimes. Um, One left a 54-year-old Asian woman hospitalized... She was approached on the Lower East Side by a dude who struck her in the face with a metal object. Yeah. Uh, he was, he is uh, Elias Guerrero, 38. He's been arrested and he's been charged um, with assault as a hate crime. Not, uh, uh, we don't know. We don't know if he's been on a sign and turn. I didn't look it up today. Uh, another incident: a woman allegedly grabbed a forty-one-year-old Asian woman from behind and threw her to the ground, yelling at her in Spanish. Um, Patricia. Her name is Patricia Melendez. She's thirty-seven, and they. She was arrested and charged with assault, disorderly conduct, and harassment. Um, and then, a the third incident was a 37-year-old Asian woman was on her way to an anti-Asian violence protest when a man allegedly took her protest sign and after attempting to put it in the garbage, threw it on the ground and stomped on it. And then he punched her in the face when he, he she asked him why he did that.
1: Oh, my God.
2: And then a 27-year-old homeless man was arrested and charged with hate crimes in connection with that particular incident. And then on the prior Friday, a 68-year-old Asian man was attacked on the subway in an unprovoked attack uh, by uh, Mark Matthew. He faces charges of assault in the second degree and was arraigned a couple days ago. Um, And there were a couple of witnesses on the subway that assisted the 68-year-old man, and they were just like flabbergasted as to why the
1: fuck that happened. Um, yeah. yeah, so this is definitely, this is a thing that our city is going to have to really grapple with to get in control of. Um something that I was kind of taken aback by was there were actually two yesterday mm-hmm. that I was reading about. Uh, so there was one where a homeless man... Um, Assaulted and was yelling slurs at a 62-year-old Asian man uh, who, like, in the morning, like, 11:20 20 a.m. Um, so this man is just going about his day. He's in Gravesend. And he sees this uh, homeless person who is kind of harassing two, like, much older people. Mm-hmm. So a 62-year-old guy steps in. He's just like, listen, knock it off. You have to leave these people alone. And so this homeless man, um, you know, just, like, starts cussing at him and saying a lot of things I'm not going to repeat. And, uh, like, he spits at him. And I'm trying to see if he actually, like, hit him or not. Spitting? Punched him in the face. Is the grossest thing you could do. Like, it's so...
2: Foul spitting, like, yeah, hitting in the face is is awful, but
1: the spitting is so disgusting. Well, especially during these days, you know, I mean, that could kill someone. It's, I mean, like, for me, that's like so degrading.
2: You spit and spit in their face, that's just like
1: it's just vomit inducing, it's so bad. Um. Yeah, and, like, this guy was, like, not doing anything, you know? And then, uh, <clears throat> so, the attacker uh, was arrested on the scene. He was identified as Donovan Lawson, age 26. And um, police are looking into whether or not this was a hate crime.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then, uh, later that day. Oh no, actually this is almost exactly around the same time. It kind of makes me wonder if it was on the same sheet that the New York Post reporter got. Mhm. NYPD cuz they just like give you like a little
2: the blotter. List.
1: Anyway, uh so this time um there's this guy seen on the subway um in Queens Uh, on the 7 train at the Flushing Main Street station stop, again, at around 11.30 a.m. on Tuesday. And he just starts, like, yelling at this girl, saying really nasty things. And he actually grabs her phone and, like, cracks it, and then he, like, slams it into the ground. And uh, so the woman, you know, like, she grabs her phone and runs into the other subway car where thankfully he didn't follow her and she was able to be safe um but this guy's definitely like still on the loose Mm, great and so the description of him is that he was wearing a multicolored camo overalls yellow nike sneakers and a green hooded sweatshirt he's around 6'4 and 180 slim build brown eyes Uh, 6'4
2: that's that's kind of a tall dude
1: So, if you know any really tall person with camo overalls, I'm you bad might want super. to call Crime Stoppers. And uh, that phone overalls. number is 1-800-577-TIPS. Again, that's 1-800-577-TIPS. Uh, we need to make sure that people like this can't, can't get away with it, you know? Um, um, yeah, I also...
2: Like it's just so mind-boggling. Like so, um, CNN reports that between March and December of last year, twenty over twenty-eight hundred complaints were reported to the Stop AAPI Hate, the Asian yeah. American Pacific Islander Hate Group, anti-hate group. Um, they track racist encounters against Asian Americans. Eight eight point seven percent of the incidents involved physical assaults, and seventy-one percent included verbal harassment. Twenty eight hundred in nine months. That's a
1: lot. And then during the
2: pandemic, when we were all on fucking lockdown.
1: And then in 2020, um, New York City experienced the largest increase across the country. Um hate cries against Asian American Pacific Islanders rose eight hundred and thirty three percent. That's just fucking disgusting. I hate them. I hate that so much. Yeah and i mean i mean one can assume that if certain elected officials hadn't stood up on tv and so vehemently blamed china and chinese americans for spreading covid then this wouldn't be happening 100% so you know and i i even remember last february when covid-19 still felt very far away um my ash and i were talking about attending the lunar new year parade now i hadn't actually been feeling well that week so i opted to stay home which i'm sure everybody was very thankful for my old neighborhood um but people were commenting about how they thought that there was going to be a lower turnout because of the pandemic and because of anti uh east asian sentiment yeah so, I mean, stuff like this does not exist in a bubble. You know, these hateful people are getting it from somewhere. Or just
2: ignorant, fearful people. Yeah. That didn't have hate before and now they do because they're they, live, they they're driven by fear and not rational thought. Mm-hmm. Which I've seen, too. You,
1: you can grow hate in someone who's never had it before by, by using fear. Yeah, and I mean, it's like people will be like, "Oh, well, it's like clearly untrue that like China has like planted COVID nineteen, whatever." It doesn't matter that it's not true. The people who are going to believe it don't don't care if it can be proven false or no, they don't. You know. You're right, they don't. So anyway, um, I have a list of groups. Yeah, that we suggest you support, you know, like, I'm sure a lot of them are looking for volunteers or even like monetary contributions. These are all like New York City based. Um, All right. So we have Mekong NYC, which helps helps the Southeast Asian community of the Bronx. And uh, it sounds like they've expanded to other boroughs as well. Okay, And then Asian Americans for Equality, uh, which... Narrows in on like affording affordable housing, financial support, community, de- community development. The Korean Community Services of Metropolitan New York uh, offers a range of programming including adult daycare, senior job training, immigrant assistance. Um, the India Center, uh, which is uh, to kind of like help engage the Indian American community. Uh, They also launched the South Asian Arts Resiliency Fund, uh, which is to help artists and workers who've been affected by the pandemic, which is cool. Yeah. And then, um, God, there's so many. The APICHA Community Health Center is for queer and underserved um, Asian American Pacific Islander residents. Um, We have the Coalition for Asian American Children and Families, uh, the South Asian Council for Social Services, which helps people get access to health care, assisted food insecurity, um, and they work um, in more than 12 different languages. Wow. Really cool. That's cool. Um, And then let me see. So I got this list from Thrillist. And uh Thrillist has the name of the article is How to Support the Asian American Community in New York City. They have just like a ton of resources on here. Um I couldn't mention them all. So I just kind of picked out the ones that seemed to have like the broadest reach. Mm-hmm. Um
2: also just go shopping in your Asian communities. Go to Chinatown in Lower Manhattan. Go to Chinatown up in Queens. You know, shop at the Korean grocers. Tell them that you're you're a support network. You're in the support network for them. Just let, you know, let them know that you're a friendly neighbor. That that also helps.
1: Yeah. Shop you know, at their businesses. For sure. So anyway, yeah, I'm glad we got to cover it, although one day I'm hoping that we won't have to talk about hate crimes anymore.
2: It's long after this show ends, girl. You and I will both be gone.
1: <laughs> We're going to be like
2: dust. Dust. Everything is dust. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, all right. On a more depressing note, I have an update on Victor Rivera, who who ran, who ran that homeless shelter, that New York Times expose. I think we did about a month ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they reported, the Times reported that 10 women, including homeless women, stayed in his shelters, and they have all accused Rivera of sexual assault and harassment. Um, and two were paid cash by him to keep them quiet. So after the reports, um, he was arrested, just to make everybody a little happy. Um He's been ousted from the nonprofit and then uh, he pled guilty in Manhattan federal court to wire fraud conspiracy, honest services, wire fraud, money laundering, and blah, blah, and other um, charges related to the Bronx Parent Housing Network. Prosecutors allege in court papers that he leveraged his position as the head of the nonprofit to line his own pockets. Between oh and those of his relatives for seven years between 2013 and 2020, his earnings were about 300,000 a year as head of the organization, and he solicited bribes and accepted kickbacks from contractors doing business with nonprofits, netting him hundreds of thousands of dollars in illicit payments. In one scheme, a co-conspirator who subleased property to the Bronx Parent Housing Network also cut checks to consulting company nominally owned by. One of Rivera's relatives. Prosecutors also alleged that payments were actually kickbacks, and the consultant company was controlled by Rivera, who used the deposited cash to pay down the mortgage on his Stony Point home. All allegations from court papers. But uh, there it is. It made me happy. <sighs> Fuck that. Yeah, guy. For sure. Mm hmm. I mean you kind of knew when the New York Times did a a three-part expose on something like that that he was going to be taken down pretty quickly but
1: yeah yeah Mm -hmm. I'm just glad that people are taking it seriously it takes a while on cases like that especially with vulnerable communities
2: yeah particularly too when you're talking about wire fraud Right, federal wire fraud charges and kickback charges. You need months and years to investigate. So he was probably already under investigation well before that thing came out. Maybe the feds mm-hmm. shared it. I don't know. That doesn't seem like likely, but, but um, yeah. You want to hear about the Chauvin updates? Yeah. The jury's been seated. Okay. Um, so... As of today, 14 people in Minnesota have been selected as jurors. Um, It was a two-week process. They went through lengthy explanations on their views of Black Lives Matter and Blue Lives Matter, the protests after Floyd's death, and the defunding of the Minneapolis Police Department. Their um, individual identities will be kept anonymous through the trial. there are eight white people, four black people, and two people who identify as more than one race. Among them, a retired black grandmother in her 60s, one white nurse in her 50s, two black managers in their 30s and 40s who immigrated to the U.S., one white auditor and a black youth sports coach in their 30s, two single white mothers in their 50s working in healthcare, a white chemist and a white social worker in their 20s, a multiracial woman in her 20s and a multiracial woman in her 40s and one white man in his 20s. He the one that, he was one of the first ones that got seated and is gonna miss his wedding, remember?
0: Um.
2: <laughs> so during, like right at the beginning of the jury process, they, the city announced the $27 million civil settlement with Floyd's family, which the judge was actually con- contemplating whether to d- postpone the trial further because it could taint the jury pool entirely Mm-hmm. Ultimately, they, ultimately they didn't. They also considered whether to move the trial out of Minneapolis, which I was vehemently against because if you move it to a whiter neighborhood, you're not going to have the demographics um, that you would get in in Minneapolis proper. Yeah. So they didn't. They ultimately didn't do that either. They are starting opening statements on Monday. Um, they uh, they decided that uh, you know. After interviewing a lot of people, they decided that people could be relatively impartial. Most of the people that were selected for the jury aren't newsy people, mm-hmm. you know. Um, they understood that uh, you know you have the right to protest. They understood that, um, or they well, they, I don't want to say they understood. They thought that the the violence had gone too far, that the destruction of property had gone too far so they also believe in um, black lives matter but not necessarily the violence The quote unquote the violence that comes along with it which i was like ugh, so not right but okay and they also believe that police officers lives also matter right so there's this it's a very in my in my view of this as a minnesotan growing up there it's just like minnesotans yeah Everybody's like, Yeah, you know, whatever. They're pretty neutral. Um, I have faith that these people will do a good job. Yeah. I have to have but that but I have to have it's harder to have faith in the prosecution because they always tend to fuck it up. So yeah. Chauvin's charged with three charges. He's charged with second degree manslaughter. Secondary murder and third degree murder, which was also a thing that they were debating on. They had to go back and forth to the court, the Supreme Court, and the Court of Appeals in the state of Minnesota on whether they could apply third degree murder charges uh, to Chauvin. Ultimately, it's true. So, opening statements start on Monday. That gives the court two days off.
1: Hmm. Yep. Well, this will be very closely watched. I mean, by us, but also hopefully by the rest of the United States. And I mean, you can watch it live on court TV. Yeah. If you want to watch it. Yeah, yeah, it's the only
2: place, that's the only camera they're allowing it. Because the judge decided there's, it's, you know, it's important to have it aired, but he didn't want a circus plus the COVID restrictions. For sure. And all this stuff. I mean, like the jury selection was really interesting because they were only allowing one juror in at a time
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh because you have you know there's like plexiglass between everybody at the tables with the defense counsel prosecutor the judge is behind this big plexi cube or whatever and normally in jury selection you had ever all the jurors are sitting in in the courtroom
1: yeah and they,
2: and they call like 12 up at a time or whatever but so they, they called one at a time into the courtroom which i thought i was like well they should do that all the time because because you know, then it's something like when I got called to jury duty and I said I didn't like expert witnesses,
1: I didn't tape the entire room. Oh, I see. You know. I didn't realize. Kind of, Yeah. I've actually never been called in for jury duty. I've always had it postponed because I've been a student. Well, because uh-huh. I keep on moving counties. I got called to two of these really great
2: cases. The first one was this. um, It was a criminal case. It was very violent. It was this guy that held a whole restaurant hostage, poured gasoline over a bunch of people, blah, blah, blah. I was like six blocks from my apartment in the East Village.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. Got called for that one. It was an insanity defense case. And that's when they asked me about how I felt about expert witnesses because they, you know, they know I work in a law firm, and I'm like, well, I don't particularly put a lot of weight in them, because you can buy them, you know, because you can. Yeah. I this as well before, like, Dr. Bodden or whatever. This is back in 2003 when, when autopsies and medical examiners and DNA weren't really a big deal yet, right? Mm-hmm. And then I got called on another criminal case, and it was a home invasion robbery Kidnapping case. Turns out it was my sister's friend that was the victim. So I got bumped off that one.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can't imagine I would be chosen for a jury. I just, I'm, I think, a little bit too skeptical of the system. I think that I would get mixed. Yeah, I think so too. You know what I would love to do though? Grand jury. What's, what is grand jury?
2: Okay, so six months is out it of the to, like to, to have charges at all. It's to whether you indict or not, right? So does the does the DA have enough to indict? Mm-hmm. So you serve like six weeks on the grand jury, like every Wednesday, and they present all their indictments on Wednesday, and you just vote whether you're to indict or not. And it's just it's a majority opinion. It doesn't have it doesn't have to be unanimous. So you can vote your conscience in the grand jury yeah i, I mean it. you can
1: vote your conscience in the other words <laughs>
2: too you can you absolutely sh- and you should you should based on the evidence but people but might hate be- you but yeah it doesn't have to be 12 angry men or women him hers whatever right i love it. i want to go to jury duty i want to be in a really cool jury fucking trial. I mean, it's the one thing in the legal profession that I haven't done yet at my level that I don't have to be a licensed person to do.
1: Yeah. I wish they paid more. Mm -hmm. The one time that they brought me in that I thought I might get it, I was worried that I would have lost my job.
2: Well, that's with independent contractors, too. Usually you guys get out of it,
1: particularly if it's a lengthy trial. Yeah. So, anyway.
2: Mm. hey, uh, what do you got? What do you got?
1: Give me something. Let me see. Uh, so, next up, I would like to talk about pot. Let's talk about the pot. Because it goes in a lot of weird directions because Cuomo's involved.
2: I think this was... I
1: Okay.
2: Personally, I think this was... A Hail Mary to save his fucking political career. I
1: know. As soon as I saw that, I'm just like, okay, throw a bone. Not mad at it, though.
2: Still not going to save you from my opinions of you. But thanks for the, thanks for the bone.
1: But Cuomo, there's like... Uh, so first, I guess we should say what it is. So basically, Andrew Cuomo made this big announcement... Uh, saying that it is, quote, essential... For the state's social and economic well being for pot to be legalized, which well, he was totally anti a year ago to the day, exactly. Uh, yeah, so basically, this reform measure will, um, like include laws that are going to be, I guess, sounds like folded into the state's budget on April 1st, like for consideration, mm-hmm. and uh. New Yorkers over the age of 21 can legally buy and possess up to three ounces of pot for personal use. Sales would begin December 2022. You're allowed to keep something like up to 12 plants, which is insane. Um, But you can only keep those 12 plants after, like, the dispensaries start to open. Uh, But basically, it's like pot will be legal in New York. This is great. Like, pot being illegal is, like... It just costs the taxpayers so much fucking money. It costs the taxpayers money. It also puts people in the criminal justice system who should not be in the criminal justice system. And, of course, this breaks down um, with a, uh, like, wealth <laughs> gap. So it's definitely good for everybody. Uh, that pot is legal. Cuomo is also betting that it will be good for himself.
2: Yes. Okay, well, <laughs> we're talking about a... Um, in, in in the city itself, it's going to be 9% sales tax on the retail sales that could generate up to like $300, $500 million a year in revenues, which is huge. And we're not sure where that's going to go yet, but the city could designate it for infrastructure, uh, airports, MTA, bus routes, like education, all kinds of things, right? That's a lot of money. That's And that's just estimated like the first two years of what it could bring in. And then cities and towns outside of there can tack on another 4% sales tax or opt out of allowing sales and deliveries altogether.
1: It's mm-hmm. a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, and then Cuomo, when he was talking to the press, said something like, I should have done this sooner. It's on me that I didn't. Sure <laughs> is. Sure is, fucker. You're so- too
2: ass-grabbing. Thanks.
1: Yeah, so, and it sounds like we're on the same page here, but what I suspect happens is that he's been getting a lot of negative press ahead of his next guber- gubernatorial run uh, because of his mishandling of COVID-19, but then also, uh, of course, because of his like alleged sexual harassment, and then I think it's two more women have come forward who are currently in his office. Yeah. Who have accused him of sexual harassment. Yeah. And so yes. he's it trying to true. do a bait yeah. and switch. The
2: The women, the, the women in his office have come forward. They said they wouldn't testify to anything, but they said they would sign some sort of affidavit. Um. Sorry, I moved too far away from the microphone. Um, oh yeah, this is a fucking political hail mary. As far as I'm concerned, he's trying to make friends and save relationships because no one's coming to his aid anymore. But I don't care. I don't care. I want my I want my city to be making 500 million extra tax dollars a year because I can walk into a weed store and bring home some weed.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I want people clicking arrested for it.
2: Right. <sighs> yeah. So the Cuomo says that he wants the new pot agency under his control like he still plans on being in control in 2022 when this thing launches Um, but it all the plan actually calls for a five member board with three gubernatorial appointees um, and one each selected by the senate and assembly respectively yeah so yeah if he's going to continue with his bully politics it's not gonna he's stuck it's not gonna work yeah but you know yeah it was very exciting very exciting quote <laughs> the, yeah quote for him cannabis is not just social equity it's also revenue for the state thank you for opening your eyes andrew thank you under ass. Desperate times call for desperate measures, I guess. Um, Suck. You want to talk about the, let's talk about the sex work. Yeah, Megan, um, tell us about that. Brooklyn Judge Wednesday dismissed 857 cases against defendants charged with prostitution and related raps at the request of the borough's district attorney, whose office no longer prosecutes the offenses. Baby steps, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the cases for prostitution and loitering for purposes of prostitution—a since repealed law—used to be known as "quote walking while trans," dated from 1970. And Eric Gonzalez, Brooklyn DA, um, filed another motion to vacate another 262 related warrants and to dismiss the underlying cases dating from 2012 to the present. Quote, my office no longer prosecutes these offenses because we believe that those who engage in these activities should be offered assistance, not criminally prosecuted.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Uh, Queen's DA Melinda Katz also asked the judge in her borough to dismiss and and seal more than 670 prostitution cases. Um. And a few weeks earlier, a judge dismissed 8,000 loitering for purposes of prostitution cases dating back as far as the 70s in the Bronx. Mm-hmm. Cy Vance and- is retiring, thank fucking God, filed, uh, plans to file a motion to dismiss approximately 5,000 open loitering and prostitution cases in the coming weeks. That's a lot of cases.
1: Yeah. that's good, too. It's
2: good that Cy Vance is leaving, too, by the way. I don't really know much about him. He's been in there too long and he's a little problematic.
1: (laughs) I'm not surprised.
2: (laughs) Uh, But I, I saw that right before we got on and I was like, yes, yes, please. Leave these people alone. Yeah. God damn it.
1: And then, of course, you know, as with all crimes, um... You know, like, people who are arrested for sex work are disproportionately, like, people of color, queer people. Yeah. And so, you know, when you're talking about how to solve, like, systemic inequality, um, getting rid of laws like this is a good place to start. Well, the the charge was actually led by
2: Eric Gonzalez a while back. So, I'm happy to see it. He can stay in my DA for a while. <laughs> Maybe he wants to move over into side position.
1: Uh, I think that's, that's all I have.
2: I don't have much after that. Um, there's so much going on right now. Um, I just wanted to cover a few things today yeah i need to go sit on ice your arm yeah i bought this like ice pack that to- wraps all the way around the arm oh, that sounds amazing it's quite amazing it's huge i wrap it all and just like sit with my arm in it on the pillow and watch like the love boat
1: yeah all right well i think that we're gonna call it a show uh thank you for joining us today on crime talk bk and we hope you tune in next week
2: we promise to do to
1: do more <laughs> <laughs> i feel so bad we haven't had our oomph back in like a month but it's been a lot i'm sorry people we're working on it we're working on it all right,
2: all right. See you next bye